Hey, conscious cuties, welcome back for another episode of the Shadow Priestess Embodied Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylin Rakowski, and I'm so happy to have you back. So today we're going to dive into a conversation that is sure to expand your mind, that is sure to expand your perspectives, and maybe open you up to a completely new way to approach your healing journey, to approach addiction, etc. So I bring on my new friend Amy where we dive deep into the magical healing properties of mushrooms and how this ancient medicine that has been so heavily demonized may be the doorway into everything that you've been desiring to experience, to unlock and to unveil. You know, we live in a society that's so addicted to stimulation, that's so addicted to quick fix, that we are sold these lies about our health, that, you know, things that are quote unquote legal are actually killing us and are actually disconnecting us from our innate wisdom, from our essence, from our intuition and from our connection to God, which hello is the seat of our power. And how by using magic mushrooms, you can begin not only to heal your body, but also open yourself up to who you were before the world told you who you had to be. So get ready to have your socks blown off. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Shadow Priestess Embodied. I'm your host, Kaylin Rakowski, and thank you for joining me today for another deep dive and exploration into your inner world, into your body, the shadow realms, where we will begin to explore some of these esoteric principles and really begin to drop them down into modern day application and embodiment. This is a sacred place where you can begin to truly meet yourself, meet your medicine, and to meet your magic. This is a place of remembrance. Take a deep breath and let's begin. Welcome back, beautiful people, for another episode of the Shadow Priestess Embodied Podcast. So today I have Amy joining us and we're going to have a conversation that is definitely going to open your mind to some new possibilities. So the reason that I invited this epic Queen onto the podcast today is to really share her journey with healing addiction through the use of plant medicine. And I know today this is becoming like more mainstream and people are kind of getting more curious about it. And I just thought that her journey was so powerful and so beautiful that it would be such a great example to what is really possible for you if you kind of let go of the mainstream or, you know, Western medicine ways of how we're supposed to heal and really open up to the ancient ways and to a different path. So without further ado, I'm just going to let this queen dive in. Amy, if you'd like to introduce yourself and just dive into your story, let's do it. Hello, friends. My name is Amy Deveni. I am a salon owner. I'm a hairdresser. I live in San Francisco. And I have a beautiful love journey with facing my, my drinking, my drinking. I talk about it. I'm not afraid to talk about it. And it's become um, this really not important thing in my life because I 
was able to just jump in and like remove it with using mushrooms and no one told me how to do it. I just kind of knew. And um, I, yeah, I've been like excited to, to start sh sharing more freely about this because it's something that we talk about um, quietly and it's just starting to become a thing where it's not a scary topic anymore, just like behind a dead with cannabis. So it feels like it's time. Yeah. And I love too, that you touched on that. Like it's something that we talk about in the dark because I yes. think that plant medicine and especially like using mushrooms has such a negative stigma, right? You get labeled a druggie, you get labeled this, but it's like on the flip side of it, it's like, we live in a society where it's so okay to have a six pack of beer or a bottle of wine every night and to smoke cigarettes. But God forbid we utilize medicine that Gaia, that God gave us to heal and it's demonized. And I, I don't think there's a mistake in that, right? I really don't yeah. think there's a mistake that it's been so heavily demonized because the doors that it opens for you to your own awakening, ascension, you know, embodying your own unique essence, like the possibilities are endless on top of healing. So yes. what I would really love for you to do is kind of just rewind with us, like take us back to where you were in your life before you started using plant medicine. Like what did life really look like for you? Sure. Yeah. So I was born in Toronto. Um, my parents are Christian missionaries and I grew up in Pakistan and Afghanistan, dry countries, no alcohol. And I kind of was raised with this verbiage around how it is really bad for you and it can kill you. And it's, it's just not to be touched. And so when I moved to the States, I was probably 18. I didn't drink for a while. And then all of a sudden I started to like join in, you know, socially. And it very quickly became this really important thing in my life where I would think about it. Um, I overused it very quickly. It went from like zero to a thousand and through participating in like different, different relationships, one particular really terrible one where it became normalized to drink excessively. And as, as the only thing that you would do like on the weekends or going out, um, and then it became to this point where I couldn't even go to the salon and cut hair if I didn't have a bottle, a water bottle full of vodka and a water bottle full of water on my station. And I, my hands would shake and I just couldn't even do my job correctly. Um, and even after getting like a DUI and like kind of going through these processes of like stopping and starting and having these moments where I would be like, okay, I'm done. And then I would like take a year off. And so sometimes I would think like, oh, well, I'm not, it's not a problem. I can stop, you know, but the second I would let it back in, it just became this like very, very important thing I had in my life. And mm -hmm. I felt like I didn't have any sort of harnessing of that. And it, it had a complete hold of me. Um, anyway, I ended up taking off, like, I think I took off maybe six years, not drinking, heavily smoked pots. It wasn't like sober, sober, California sober. Um, and <laughs> then, <laughs> then the universe, like out of nowhere, brought me a winemaker as a boyfriend. And I was like, well, this is great. I should probably start drinking again. That's a really good idea. 
And so I joined in his world and started drinking and learning about wine. And for a while, I think I thought I was going to be okay. I think I thought yeah. like, this is, I, could, I got this, like, it's just wine. I'm not drinking vodka anymore. Um, and it became like a, I've been, I'm still with this wonderful man, but it was the last eight years, seven years with him, um, pretty much every problem, fight and issue revolving around me over drinking. And I say over drinking because I really, really hate the word alcoholic. And I just yeah. want to tell you, your listeners that you are not an alcoholic. You are not this word that we use so flippantly. Like we kind of just do like this talk about it that feels so um, encompassing and small, right? It's like you, you feel like this small person when you have to hold this word. And so I've been using over drinking, you know, the term over drinking, an over drinker yeah. for a while. And it just felt better because the first time I ever tasted that word and said it, you know, and I was like, I guess I have to go to a meeting, which I went to a meeting and it was just depression and crying. So I never went yeah. back. There's uh, <laughs> a lot of crying. And, <laughs> and so I, um, I had like gotten to a place where I'd gone through some really, really hard shit with my family. And the new year started last year, 2023. And I had one, one more fight, you know, with my partner for just like no reason at all. Just me just taking, taking in too much, having too much fun by myself. And then all of a sudden having a fight. And I just remember like knowing if I told my therapist that I was going to take a break from it, it would feel better than saying I was going to stop. And so I used those words. I'm taking a break. I don't know for how long and I'm just going to take a break. And she said, okay, great. Support you in that. I remember telling my, my partner and he was like, okay, sure. Cool. Um, and then I somehow like in the mix of that had gotten my hands on some mushrooms. Like they were sort of dosed out into small pills. And I remember taking one right after stopping, right after taking my first couple days of a break. And I took one, I was like, oh, that's nice. I'll we'll take like five more. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, like I don't want to just have a little bit. I want a lot. So I took a, took a few and then I was like, this is cool. Like I feel good, but I don't feel crazy, you know? Um, and then I was able to, I, I live like kind of in the, the hippie central of uh, San Francisco. So I like walked down the street and got some mushrooms and just started microdosing um, alongside this practice of taking a break from drinking. And I immediately felt like the support of the universe, like, like a big warm hug. Yes. So much light, so much warmth, so much affirmation. And for the first time, I really wasn't thinking about drinking. I just was able to really like sit back and go, oh, oh yeah, it's the end of the day. Okay, that's great. Um, and taking small amounts um, of psilocybin by myself without telling anyone felt really empowering. So I didn't tell my boyfriend I was doing it. I didn't tell anyone for like six months. I just needed to know if this would work because yeah. I felt like if I would say, if I was going to say, um, I'm doing this thing, you know, I would first get backlash by, for using like a drug to fix yeah. a drug. Um, and also um, I, I felt like not safe to tell anyone. I felt like I had to hide it because my clients might think I was on drugs. 
at work or someone yeah. in my life would be like, no, that's how, why would you do that? And so well, and I, I think just quietly. Like, well, what you're saying too, I think it just really speaks to like this huge like dogma or conditioning that we have around like plant medicine that we have around like using like ancient ways for healing, you know? And it's so fucked up to me that something that is God given grows fucking on the planet is made illegal. But here you can go to a liquor store and fucking drink yourself to death. Like it, to me, it just, it doesn't make sense why the system is set up the way it is. Like it's just, it's crazy to me. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. It's set up to keep us low vibration and in the darkness. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Keep us from like knowing, you know, that we have the power. So, um, no one told me how to do this. I just knew, you know, I just knew it's not the first time I had taken mushrooms or, you know, other, um, hallucinogenics recreationally, but it was super the first time that I like made it part of a practice. And because I had removed drinking just for temporarily, temporarily, um, I also was at the same time going through like my spiritual awakening, which I've been, I've been a little bit awake, but I haven't like, I haven't done the, the journey, you know, I hadn't done the journey, started the journey. And so I just remember being in my kitchen, like listening to some crazy podcast about talking about like ancestors and how they're in your body. And like, I was like, what the fuck? Like I'm on a little bit of shroomies. I'm feeling really good. And I'm like, what the I love it all by myself, you know, just pretending like I'm normal, feeling normal. Um, And so it lined up really well with me being able to start meditating. And I stayed home, I didn't go out, I really was like in my sort of the womb, right? Like into the into the dark, like cozy space of not needing external anybody, anything, any entertainment, nothing. And my boyfriend would go out and I would like stay home and meditate. (laughs) Well, and I'll just say too, like, when you're saying like, oh, it like coincided with my awakening, like to me, there, there was no mistake in that. Because that is part of the gift of this medicine that not only is it deeply healing, but it's going to deeply invite you back into yourself, into your essence, into that remembrance of who you were before the world told you who you had to be and deeper connections with the divine, with Gaia, like you name it, like that is such a gift of this Mm -hmm. medicine. And even without you having to like take it and be like, Oh, this is what I'm trying to do. It's like, Mm -hmm. it has consciousness like it works behind the scenes to give you whatever is in the highest alignment for your soul not your ego not what you think it should be not what you want it to be but for on a soul level it's like what is the deepest medicine that amy needs and it drew you back into your heart it drew you back into your womb it drew you back to your relationship with the universe with god whatever you Mm -hmm. it is so to me i'm like well of course of course that happens (laughs) I love that. Yeah, it's so real. Um, and at the time, I didn't know what was going on. You know, I didn't know yeah. that that's that was happening. I just knew intuitively how much to take, when to take it, what to do with it, when not to take it. Um, I didn't follow a program or go to a therapist and have like a big old dose. There were days I took a lot, but I also was alone. I did this alone. And yeah. 
I had never meditated before. I didn't even know what it felt like to be able to like drop in and, and be still. Um, but what it allowed me to do was to find the right people to listen to and journey into these, these portals of healing. And I, I have healed my family lineage. I was able to look at um, my cousin's little girl and be like, you're going to be okay. You know, yeah. like you're going to be okay. Um, I came here to do this work. And like my, my gift is to transmute like this really, really heavy darkness that I carried and like identified with as, for so long into this like beautiful experience that I can share with somebody else. And if I can just tell one person, like, you're not an alcoholic, guess what? Everybody was lying to you. Like nobody's, nobody needs to hold that identity. And being still with myself and like actually going through the seven generations back and seven generations forward. I have a cat, not kids. So maybe next time I come back, like I'll, I'll not have to deal with this again, but like, it really felt like I finally came here for this reason. And I, I was able to like with the mushrooms and they, you know, mushrooms are very, very like easy to tell what you need them to do too. I don't think they're, mm -hmm. I don't think it like drops you into this crazy journey of like, now you're going to go be all, you know, um, you're going to have to go do this crazy thing and heal this thing. It's like very much like, I want to do this, please help me. And that was kind of my energy with it. So I would sit and like, um, I know your listeners can't, can't see me, but imagine like putting your hands above your head and wiggling your fingers back and forth and moving your hands across the top of your head, like, like moving the brain synapses like back and forth in a different way like it literally changed my brain yeah and so one night um shortly into my like break from drinking my boyfriend brought home um some wine that he had made and he was like hey I really want you to taste this and I stood in the kitchen and I was like what the fuck like you know I'm taking a break from this like what why are you yeah. asking me to to participate and then I said, then I, but then I also kind of felt like this, like, oh, but you're okay. Just, just try it. And for mm -hmm. the very first time, maybe two months into this, maybe six weeks into like, you know, taking a break from this, from drinking, I, he poured me a little glass and I didn't want to finish it. Yeah. And if you're someone who drinks and drinks because you need it and like it and want it, um, that is powerful. Yeah. To not I have want to finish the glass. Yeah. Yeah. And I just looked at it. I was like, is it because it's bad? Like what, what, <laughs> you know, what, is there something wrong with it? Um, <laughs> like, wow, this is amazing. This is delicious. And like, I left the glass on the counter and I forgot about it. That's never happened to me. Not one minute of, of any part of my drinking journey. And so then yeah. I was like, oh, that's a fluke. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, that can't be real. Um, and so then I, I just sort of went on, like we would go out for dinner and I would say, like, pour me a glass and I'll have some. And I didn't care about drinking it. And, and normally I would have been always the first one to finish the glass, like worried that we were going to run out of the bottle. Like, what, what are we going to drink next? Like, what am I going to have later? Like, should we stop at a bar on the way home? And I started to notice that, like, I was different. And I didn't really want to believe it because it felt too good. You know, I was like, this can't, this can't be actually like this, this is, it is working. And I started to realize like what was happening was that they were supporting me in this healing of 
removing it from my life. And I would just say like, you're, you know, alcohol, you're no longer supporting me. You're no longer important to me and you're not serving me anymore. And like, we've had a good run, but like, I just want you to be small and not important in my life. Yeah. And, and I think that I, your story is so beautiful and so powerful, by the way, just like I, you. you've already told this to me and I'm really listening to it for a second time and like I'm full body chills and wowed all oh, over again. Thank you. I think alcohol is probably one of the biggest demons that our society is facing today. And it's one that is so like offered up to us. And like you were talking about in the beginning for a reason, right? To keep us low vibration, to keep us disconnected from our essence, from that like God sense in us, from our intuition. Like there's no mistake in that. And I love that you're really sharing how, you know, this helped you release like the over drinking. But I think too, like on a deeper level, like intuitively what I'm feeling into is that I think this really helps heal the part of you that went to go grab for the bottle not even just like the relationship with alcohol it's like the deep whether it's personal trauma ancestral trauma collective right like you were brave enough to face it in that part of you and i think that the medicine really helps support you in this evolution of yourself so that totally. you're this whole new person that it's like that's not even who i am anymore like mm -hmm. i i don't even identify with that part of me you know what i mean and if that's yeah. not evolution and expansion then like I don't I don't know what it is yeah no, <laughs> totally yes, yes thank you for seeing that I do I do like look back at this it's been about a year um and I am not I'm just completely different you know and but I'm more myself than I've ever been because I don't have this influence and yeah. I'm not trying to get away from myself by covering it up or you know getting getting something into my system that's going to make me feel something other than who I am and who I really want to be and you know it's so crazy like I I was able to immediately start to work with my guides I was immediately like opened mm -hmm. to information like I was it was just instant overnight and of course the mushrooms helped but being able to release that bond um after years of therapy years and years and years of being like why is this why why is this my thing and I would say, why is this my thing? Why do I have this thing that's so lonely and scary and dark and dangerous? And then to be able to just literally take delicious chocolate and go to sleep and my brain changes. And here we are like talking about this, which I'm not yeah. even nervous being on here talking about it because I think that there's so many people that are going to understand that they're not alone. You know, I mean, people have told yeah. me all kinds of wild things. They put their vodka in a mug. So their husband doesn't know they're launching bottles off the edge of their, you know, cliff because they don't want it to go into the trash, like shoving papers in a drawer because they can't open bills. Like alcohol is a very, very dark and lonely place. And I felt that I was using it to remove myself from my body and so I'm learning to be back in my skin and like who am yeah. I at without a without this and wow oh. she's a lot so <laughs> I'm excited oh baby I'm but ready. like those are those are my favorite women the too much <laughs> you know too loud too like though the those are my people but I think too like what you're speaking of and maybe for you you guys maybe it's not drinking maybe you have a caffeine addiction maybe it's cocaine maybe it's whatever but the point is, it's like what I'm really feeling into as you're talking is like we live in a society where it's so 
natural or push to like, how do I want to put this to like overwork or activate the system, right? Like we respond really great to stimulation. Like we're, we're great mm-hmm. with that. Like, give me more. I want to be faster. I want to da, 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 da. But really it's like, this is desensitizing your channel. This is putting yes. a bigger disconnection from yourself and that innate, like energetic signature or blueprint that you carry. And I think what this medicine does is it reattunes you to the subtle, right? It drops you into your body. It connects you with like those senses, those intuitions, those parts of you that instead of running from, it's like you're forced to like come in and meet with. And it's like in the shadow, you find the greatest light, you find the greatest power. And I think that this is why this medicine is so demonized and why, because fuck, if we had all these people who were conscious, woke, connected to their bodies, <laughs> connected to the power, right? We wouldn't be the sheep that are so easy to manipulate yeah. and control. And that's why this is labeled as a drug. This is why this yeah. is told that it's bad for you and will kill you. I don't know one person on this planet that ever <laughs> died from taking too many natural mushrooms. I will put a heavy yes. cap of that. natural yeah. mushrooms from Gaia from the earth. No, you may be fucking lost for a few hours if you overtake, <laughs> but you're not going to die, right? You're not going to die. Yep. And that's my point. But it's like, you could drink yourself to death. You could pill yourself to death, but that, but that's okay. That's prescribed by our doctors. So what we're trying to get at is like, there is such a different way and a way that will deeply support your nervous system, your body, your intuition, your awakening, like everything. It's like an all encompassing healing, but it's you being brave enough to go off the path that, you know, everyone else is telling you to, and, you know, to try this and to do this, where it's like, you don't really need more. It's like, you need to do less. You need to come back to body. You need to come back to earth. You need to come back to God. Like that is the deepest healing. Yes, exactly. And to be able to just gently do it felt Mm -hmm. so, um, it felt so like feminine and I've been out of my feminine. I've been out of like the feeling of being in touch with that. So it supported me through that wave as well. And yeah, I feel like there's still so many things that we are afraid to like share or say, you know, and, uh, it could be like, I had someone tell me they, they like go into their car and they eat like packets and packets of, of sour candy. I was like, well, what if you just like take a little piece of the, and I, I gave them this chocolate bar, mushroom chocolate bar. And I said, why don't you just take a tiny piece at night and go to sleep? Don't even take enough to feel it. You don't have to take a lot. Like you can still function, be a, be a mom, whatever you need to do. Um, but it's the length of time for the smaller doses, right? It's not like going and taking a whole bunch and then having to come down and then spend three months integrating. If you integrate as you go, I feel like it's a lot easier, like kind of journey with it. So I love that you touched on this because for people who are listening, who maybe have never tried a hallucinogen, who have never experienced plant medicine, I think maybe that's one of the biggest fears. It's like, am I going to feel fucked up? Am I still going to be able to operate in my life? And, you know, I think that there's another dogma around it, right? Because like, if you truly are micro dosing, it should be almost where you don't even notice that it's there. And granted, there are days that maybe you feel intuitively called to take a little bit bigger dose. 
But true microdosing, it's subtle. Again, I'm going to keep using this word subtle. It's subtle, right? It's not something that you take and you're like, holy shit. It's not like that. It's something that it's like works beneath the surface in the background to heal you, to enhance your mood, right? There's been so many studies where mushrooms have been proven to help with anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder. But instead of giving our patients this, we're popping them with eight different kinds of pills. And I can say that confidently because my dad suffered with bipolar disorder till he died and schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. He was on so many different fucking pills that it was not serving him and it was not helping him. It was like putting a bandaid on the wound where if he would have had the opportunity to do something like this, God knows what could have happened for him. Right. Like it's so crazy, but it's not something that you're going to take and you're going to feel like you're fucked up or you're going to feel weird. It's like, you're just going to be in the kitchen, like cooking dinner and be like, wow, I feel good. I feel happy. I feel grounded. I feel peaceful. I feel connected. Right. It's so subtle. And I think that, um, that may be a big fear that keeps people from really, um, you know, taking this as a possibility or experiencing with it or experimenting with it, excuse me. So for you, I'm curious too, we talked about really letting go of over drinking, but like, what are some of the other maybe like tangible things over this last year that you really notice that are different about yourself? Oh, okay. I wake up really early now. I get up at five and I'm able to sit in complete stillness with my thoughts, with my moments. And I started to love who I was without anything else. I also took Adderall last year, which ended up being terrible. I, you know, I kind of had like, I was moving through like a lot of um, allergies. I had a lot of seasonal allergies. I was taking Claritin D all the time. So I had a lot of stuff in my body that felt very blocked. And so I just remember like, like it almost felt like these like gates were opening, like whoosh, whoosh, like opening, 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 because I was just all of a sudden one day I was like, Nope, I'm done with that. Okay. Now we're done with that. And I, and the mushrooms really supported me in this releasing of these blockages. And I don't know the last time I didn't have something in my system because I was a pothead for a long time and then drinking. And then, you know, I didn't, I wasn't on prescriptions besides Adderall, which ended up being just like slightly more chaotic than necessary, but releasing these like blocks and feeling that I was learning who I am and remembering, remembering like my really intense self and being like, wow, I've all, I've been trying to kind of get out of that, get away from her for so long that this just, these moments with myself were so special and I didn't tell anyone, you know, I did this alone. And like, that was powerful in itself. You don't have to tell somebody that you're going to start a healing journey. You just do it quietly, ask for the support, ask someone to help you find the medicine. If you don't have it in your area, there's plenty of ways to get it. Um, And just start to, to like sit with it. Um, And I think as Westerners too, we're not supposed to do, we're not supposed to take like shit tons of plant medicine at this time in our evolution, because I think we're not ready for that. 
And yeah. it's, a, it's just, it like, it's really, it's shock, it shocks your system in a way that you aren't really able to come back and like integrate it into your daily life. And so by letting it be part of your everyday, you're waking up, you're going to bed, your, your runs, your workouts, whatever, it felt really, um, it, is there a better way to say integrating as you go, but, <laughs> but like, embodied. Like, I would say embodied. Yeah. yeah, it felt very embodied. And I love too that you said that like, it's not something you need to like yell from the rooftops and tell everybody. And I think I agree with you on that level too, because one, you're going to get the negative backlash, you're going to receive other people's perceptions and conditioning. And I'm a firm believer that like embodiment speaks for itself. So it's like, you know, it's like that stupid analogy, but this is what's coming to mind for lack of a better example. It's like a lion doesn't tell fucking anybody it's a lion, right? Like, like people yeah. just see it and like, and the same, like when you're truly on the path and you're healing and you are so embodied and integrated in the wisdom that you're doing, it's like you walk in and people feel you. They're like, well, there's something different about her. There's something different. And I don't have to hold up a poster board or read you a PowerPoint about what's different, what's changed and what I did, but you fucking see it and you feel it. And like, that's true growth, right? That is. That's yeah. true growth. And, um, oh my God, I just could go on and on. Like I have so mm. many things to say about this. I, <laughs> I love this. What do you think? Um, actually, let's talk about this. Cause I'm sure this is going to be a question too, for people who are like, so yeah. <laughs> have you noticed any any negative side effects like let's just like be fully transparent is there yeah. any negative side effects that you've noticed from taking the medicine you know there was one day it was the last day this was interesting it was the last day I was taking the dose like taking my doses and I and it was all different different doses different days but this was the last day and I remember like going out the door and I had a, um, a chocolate bar from somebody that I didn't really like. Like I bought it from some person that kind of gave me like the weird feels. Yeah. And I just took, I took a few pieces as normal. Right. So at this point it was in my system. I knew what a little did. I knew what a lot did. I, I wasn't, there was no reason to feel anything but the same. And I felt sick. I like actually felt really nauseous mm. and I came home and I was like, Oh, we're done. <laughs> We did it. We did it. So I'm going to give you a different perspective on this as well, too. Okay. So with like indigenous medicine, with plant medicine, I'm a firm believer just from my own work and studies that it's very important, like the who you get it from as well, who you get it from, how it's harvested, because like energy transfers, right? Yes. So if you're getting this from this person. It's like almost like that energy gets imprinted too with it, right? So it could have been that it was just like from the who and not the what, because same thing you guys like with sage, right? If you get sage and it's not harvested in a sacred way, it doesn't have the same effects as it would if it was harvested by an indigenous tribe or woman or et cetera. This stuff really matters because what you have to remember is that like, we're not talking about taking drugs for recreational use. We're talking about medicine, right? And who handles your medicine is very fucking important. Like where you get it from, who touches it, where it came from, how it was hard, like all that stuff matters. So 
I'm just going to put that out there. That may also have been why you had a negative reaction. Cause I will tell you yeah. on a personal level, um, I have tried microdosing before and I have tried mushrooms before and I have this understanding and I personally have never had a negative experience. The only mm. negative experience I could tell you that I've ever had with plant medicine is when I was faced with a trauma or a shadow that I didn't know existed or maybe wasn't fully equipped or supported to meet in that moment. That would have been the only time I ever had a negative experience with the medicine. And I think that also speaks to um, like environment, community. And if you are wanting to go on this journey, maybe if you are someone who's been through a lot of trauma or complex trauma, um, making sure you have support. Because even just a safe space to fully feel, to emote, to express is huge. And yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I won't go yeah, that's, that. I'm laughing so much inside right now because that day I remember getting that, that particular chocolate bar from this guy who was like, okay, meet me at the liquor store. Yep. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I know. And and it was really like the end of it too, because I was kind of getting bored of doing it. I felt I was feeling like, I think I'm good, you know, and I was starting to trust myself in, in social settings and at wine bars and like being able to be like, wow, this is cool. I can have a little bit and I know when to stop. And that was so crazy for me that my body was like, that's enough. You're done. Yeah. You can put and the I glass down. I love that intuitively you felt into that because maybe that's another question too. If somebody's looking, you know, well, I've drank forever. Like, is this now, am I just replacing this with that? And from personal experience and from friends and people, honestly, this is usually done in a cyclical nature. Hello, embracing the feminine, right? It usually yeah. isn't something that you just take and now you're going to take it forever this way. It's not a linear thing like that, right? It goes in its own like ebbs and flows and cycles. And usually that's how it works. You have a cycle with the medicine and then you pull back and you have a space of deep integration. And then maybe you feel called to work with the medicine again and you go into another cycle, but it isn't something that necessarily is like there to replace the bottle or to replace your pills, right? Like it has yes. its own intelligence and it's going to guide you into your own intuitive wisdom and intelligence in this beautiful co-creation with the medicine. So don't mm. feel like you're curious about this, that you're like, oh, great. Now it's something else I got to take forever. That's not really how this works, totally. right? It's like yeah. you have to be open to the mystery. You have to be open to the feminine magic that is really trying to heal and like take place in your system on a physical level, on a soul level, on a mental, emotional level. Like there's so much happening beyond the scenes and you'll know when it's time to pull back. Like you will know yes. when it's. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you can't even explain it. It just is this, yeah, it's just a knowing and it's very, it's very warm. It's like, oh yeah, cool. I'm, I'm good. You know? And I, I stopped, I went from like January to June of last year, microdosing. And then I really haven't had much sense. Ooh, I have another thing that's popping up with you saying that. So something I'm sure people are going to say is that, um, this is coming to mind. So I'm just going to say it. If you're out there and you're wondering like, oh, if I stop, then am I no longer going to still have the same like effects anymore? Is it still not going to have the same like level of embodiment or integration? Like, does all that go away? What's your experience with that? 
well, I was nervous too. I was like, um, am I going to be okay without it? And I just, again, sort of thought, well, I'll just try and we'll see because my body like didn't want anymore. It was almost like I didn't even want it, you know? Yeah, we were done. Um, And so I just kept on doing the normal things I was doing. And, you know, I, I didn't have one hangover last year, which is literally the first time in my entire life that that's happened. And I did that. I had that experience without trying to have that experience. Like I said, straight up you know, new year's resolutions in the past, like no hangover 21, 2021 or whatever. Um, so being able to look back and be like, Oh, I didn't have one bad day with that. And Mm. now I'm able to like enjoy wine as part of dinner and as part of my partner's lifestyle. And I am learning to trust myself and like figuring out who I am through this has been like the building of the self-trust has been really, really powerful. And also trusting that what I did was enough and experiencing that it was enough. And knowing that like, if I ever feel like I want to just take a little tiny bite again, like I can do that, you know, and, and enjoy it or not even take enough to feel it. So I would say if you have the intention with working with this medicine, it will tell you exactly how much you need and it will also guide you when to stop and it will nudge you if you need more but you don't have to think that you're gonna have to like take a pill every day I don't think that yeah and I think you sitting here today and just being so courageous and embodied is evidence that this is the type of healing and expansion that's going to stay with you it's not only well I'm only going to feel this way if I'm taking this it literally is inviting you into this next level of awakening, expansion, expression that is going to transcend with you lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a beautiful place to stop. I think we covered so many, just all the questions, all the juiciness. I love it. Um, is there any last thing that you'd want to say to anybody who is maybe considering it? Any last like message for our listeners? Yeah, I think that um, someone told me this recently, but when the DMT molecule is wakened up in your system, which is part of the integration of mushrooms, um, it's always there, like forever. And so you can be anywhere at any moment in any at any scenario and remember that you have that that spark is inside of you and you can be like, hey, help me out here. Like, let's, let's like get, let's like move through this evening, this trigger, this conversation, and you can activate your own internal mushroom factory. Like it's kind of like a special thing inside of us now, if you've done that process. Because I think too, the difference in, and this is huge, you guys. So make sure you pick up on this. The difference in taking mushrooms recreationally versus taking it as a medicine is your relationship to it. Because what you're really doing is you're building a relationship with this plant medicine, with this consciousness, with this healing. And it's something that even if you're not, you know, still taking the chocolates or the pills or however you do it, it's a relationship on an energetic soul level that is going to stay with you forever and ever and ever. And it's something that just by your simple intention that you can tap into and that you can access. Right. So it's not just contingent on, Oh, if I took, you know, the chocolate or not, I can't connect. No, this is like opening up these new synapses is opening up Mm -hmm. these new portal 
It's taking off the seals and the DNA and the body and the energetic body to help you access this knowledge and this wisdom instantly. So mm-hmm. this is literally one of the most beautiful gifts I think that you can really give yourself, especially if you're a seeker, right? Especially if you're somebody who's on the spiritual path. I just know on a personal level, it, it has supported me so deeply. And it's probably, I've never done like ayahuasca or anything like that. Um, but I do feel a, such a deep connection to earth, to, you know, I call her like the mushroom mama or the mushroom goddess. <laughs> um, and I know it's something that continues to support my life and my evolution, even without like having to be taking it or to think I, like, I feel like it almost became a part of me. Does that make yes. sense? Like I, yes. I feel like that consciousness, that energy literally became like woven in the fabric, woven in the artistry of my soul. And it's more of like this deep remembrance of who the fuck I was, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Before I came here, before I was Kaylin, before I was daughter, before all these roles and characters you play, it's like bringing you back to that innate wisdom and essence that you carry. Yes. yes. Yep. Our witchy selves. It's all inside of us yeah. and it's just waiting to wake up. So it's a, it's magical. Real. That's why they call them magic mushrooms. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, Amy, this conversation was so much fun for me. I loved having you on here. Thank you for being courageous and brave enough to come on and just share like your whole journey and I know that by you doing this, it's going to open up the doors and really support people who are being called to the medicine. So I just thank you so much, Queen, for being here. Ooh, one last thing. If you do get mushrooms from somewhere and you feel weird about them, you can charge them differently. Like you can physically create energy around them and do a little ritual to cleanse them and charge them and change them. So don't feel Absolutely. like you have to go find the right person. You just have to do a little. Girl's gonna be googling. Find me a magic <laughs> mushroom shaman, please. Find me the indigenous yes. magic mushroom harvester. <laughs> You're the indigenous. You got this. Yes, yes, yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much, thank Queen. You so much. That's awesome. Yeah. All this time that you're worried about being just enough, right? that you are literally just setting yourself up to be the bare minimum, to be the bottom requirement, to have like just enough that you're it. And I really want you to think about what I'm saying because there's a huge difference in being just enough and being fucking extraordinary. There's a big difference in being enough and being fully expressed. There's a difference in being enough for something and being unapologetic in your essence, in your expression. Can you just feel the difference in that when you're setting yourself up to try to be enough versus being fully expressed, embodied, and just unapologetic in your essence? And 